0: Back to Hat Trick Lax Picks, the show where we analyze every game from every conference so you can make the best picks. As always, we're your hosts, the Three Garrets. Woo! An absolutely unreal weekend to get the season going, boys. We were treated to an insane Saturday that
1: threw almost everything we knew about picking out the window. God, the the games this weekend. And in, in terms of hierarchy and like how I think this year is going, it threw me upside down. I, I did not expect certain teams to lose. Other teams came and played their asses off in ways that I did not expect them to. It was an exciting weekend and it's making this year look really, really interesting.
2: Yeah, absolutely wild. I, I was bouncing off the walls. Um, between like 12 and five o'clock Saturday. Um, I mean, I, I couldn't take my eyes off that uva machine game. That was a nail biter. Um, and even the Terps game was uh, just brutal to watch. So I had just ended up going back to that game. But yeah, um, and also VMI and Queens, that game was an OT thriller. That was exciting to watch as well. It's a fantastic
0: um, game. I loved watching that.
2: Yeah, I... Uh, I have to go back and uh, watch the rest of that recording, but th- that was a very tight game.
0: Making a top 20 this week was, I think, hard for everyone who made a poll. Like, look, looking through Twitter today and otherwise, like Inside the Cross, USA Magazine, otherwise, even Quint. Everyone was like, what are we doing this week? How do we rank teams? So, Void, who received votes for us?
2: So Jacksonville was the only team uh, that received votes. Um, granted, I when I was going back and forth uh, from making my top twenty, uh, I just looked at it Sunday night and was like, "Damn, I I could have put some more teams uh, in the top twenty that uh, should have deserved it more than some of these other teams." But you know, we did the I think we did the best we could uh, with what we had.
1: It's such a confusing point in the season because I have five Ivy League teams in the top 20 still, but they haven't played yet. And there's so many teams that look like they're deserving of a top 20 spot, but they're just kind of getting by the Ivy League teams that are still in the top 20. So, like, I, it's it, it was really, really hard to pick. But after we all did, or jumping into it, uh, at 20 we had Villanova at 19 breaking into our top 20 for the first time this season. I think we have Syracuse at 18. We have Duke fell big time. Not uh, at 17. We have Delaware and at 16 we have Harvard
0: at 15. The Tar Heels uh, clock in followed by Hawk Hill at 14 The Brown Bears that are 0-0 and clock in next. At 13, the Hounds are at 12. And the other upset team,
1: Hopkins, is at 11. Going into our new top 10 now. After they lost to Hopkins, we have Georgetown at number 10. Same thing with Maryland. Maryland is at number 9 for us. And then sliding up because of that, Ohio State is now... At number eight, Yale is at seven, and Rutgers is at six.
2: And finally, rounding up that top five, we have Penn at five, Princeton at four, Notre Dame moves up to three, Cornell takes the two spot, and to no surprise, Virginia is at the number one spot. Uh, just, yeah, again, another wild weekend. Uh, the This top 20 still doesn't. Field, right but again like i said earlier i think we did the best that we could with what we had uh, as far as the results go uh, moving on to dog of the week a lot of guys were deserving of this honor um i mean you had guy, a couple of guys on air force the goalie jason rose 17 saves 10 goals against uh against denver um the air force attackman josh iago um uh, just an incredible juice guy juice player uh I really enjoyed watching his game. He only had like one goal, two assists, two GBs, and a caused turnover, but he brought the energy, and it felt like the rest of the team was lifted up when he was part of a play. Um, and he was usually the guy, the first guy to the pile or to celebrate or picking up his teammates after a frustrating play. Um, Evan James was another guy I really liked watching this weekend in the Maryland game. Uh, Ohio boy. Um, he played out of his mind and was an incredible juice guy as well. Um, but I ultimately went with the Loyola goalie, Luke Stout, 19 saves, seven goals against, seven three save percentage, ten saves between uh, ten saves in the second half, um, seven of which came in the fourth quarter. Uh, he stepped up big time against the uh, former national champs, made some spectacular saves and just fed energy to the rest of the team. Uh, a lot of instances where he, Made saves that led to goals on the next possession. Him and the defense were a big reason why the Hounds took down the Terps. He deserves credit for his play. And the saves he made in the second half of that game were incredible. Uh, you can't ask much more from a guy like that. Incredible day by 21.
1: Yeah, he had a hell of a game. And he was the biggest, probably the biggest reason why they were able to make that upset. And especially why that upset was so lopsided, too
2: mm mm-hmm. yeah they just the terps couldn't couldn't get it past the net uh in the second half. he, he was standing on his head and the defense uh, the defense backed him up there and didn't make it easy for the turp Terp offense. all
1: right, continuing our evaluation of this past weekend, just going to jump right into how we all did uh thirty two games this past weekend, and proud to say it, I tied. With Voigt, with the best record of 23 and 9, and Glazer was a little behind us with a record of 21 and 11 on the weekend. So A humbug. Boo. In total now, Glazer is trailing with an overall record of 34 and 13. Voigt is coming in second with a total record of 35 and 12, and I am (laughs) leading the pack with a record of 37 and. 10 yeah 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 let's get to the games hold on i'm trying to pull up the what's what's game are we doing first (laughs) the game tomorrow (laughs) the only game tomorrow right hopkins unc yeah oh
2: great start great start cool all right so
1: (laughs) yeah this game is an incredible one too i I think this is going to be one of the, it could be the best game of the week, the game of the week already happening on Tuesday. And Hopkins coming off of that incredible upset over Georgetown this past week. I mean, like, oh God, I, I, I like Hopkins a lot. I, I'm picking them in this game, they've got all the momentum and. Only UNC second game, and I mean they took care of business like they should have. They thrashed those guys, but Mercer is also looking a lot weaker of a side than I think all three of us thought they were going to be this year after their first two games. So I, I like Hopkins. They've got the home field advantage. I like them in this one.
2: Not a good start for the Bears this year. And um, we were talking earlier, and we mentioned uh, Mercer, and I was just like. Yeah, the only saving grace that they have right now is Ashton Wood. Um, rest of the offense, defense doesn't look too promising. Um, but there's a lot of season left. I'm, I try to stay optimistic, but it's not looking too good right now. Uh, as far as this matchup goes, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bloodbath. Um, like the question I have for this game really is who's gonna bend, who's gonna break at certain points of the game. Hopkins played an evenly matched game against Georgetown. I thought they cleared, cleaned up a lot of their mistakes that they had against Jacksonville. Um, I kind of walked away from that game being like, did Georgetown overestimate Hopkins? Is Hopkins really that good? Um, the Georgetown goalie had 13 saves on 22, 26 shots on goal. Um, not a great day. That's like 50%. But, you know, I think Hopkins has some studs. Um, that guy Melendez went had a great day. Mm -hmm. Um, he was, he was cooking uh, against those Georgetown defenders. Um, This is a big road test for UNC too, Um, but I'm going to take the heels in this one. I think the the new look heels um, are playing with a chip on their shoulder this year. Um, I think they have fresh legs. I think, uh, you know, with the battle that Hopkins went through um, with Georgetown on Saturday, I think uh, Tar Heels have, the conditioning edge. Um, So I'm going to take UNC on this one, but it's going to be a pretty close game.
0: Very interesting, Mr. Voight. I will disagree with you (laughs) up front.
2: (laughs) You can go ahead and do that.
0: (laughs) For some history here, this is obviously a rivalry that's been going on for a long time. Uh, Hopkins leads the all-time series 26 to 24, but the Jays have lost eight of the last 10. And the last two meetings were not even remotely close, and all of us took the heels on both instances. Mm. I'm going to be simple straightforward here. I like Hopkins for three obvious reasons. One, they're at home. Two, they've played higher caliber teams than UNC. And three, because I have learned absolutely nothing from UNC. I don't really care how many goals they scored or how few they gave up. I think Hopkins is the more seasoned team, and I think they win. Very
2: all fair points um but yeah no i'm i'm mostly just taking unc just because that that looked like a physical game against georgetown but yeah man hopkins looks really good um if you're in the big 10 right now you're looking at hopkins and probably putting your tail between your legs yeah
1: for sure oh boy just to touch on that Big Ten is wide open now, I think, in my mind. There are four teams that could very easily win that conference. And it's going to be really fun to watch that conference play once it gets to it. And just to touch on it, too, Logan McGovern stepped in and he took over that offense at UNC, transfer from Bryant. I mean, he took right over where he was doing points production at Bryant when he was there. And I think he had four goals to assist this past weekend against Mercer or before I'm guessing he got probably taken out at some point because I'm sure the backup started playing, but he'd have to have a big day if they want to have a chance of beating Hopkins at home. So moving on to our next game and on Wednesday now we have the Delaware Blue Hens traveling to the Mount St. Mary's. Uh, Not going to have too much to say on this. Mount got destroyed by Towson, and I did not expect that coming. And Delaware destroyed Lafayette this pack weekend. So I'm I'm picking the Blue Hens in this game. A comfortable win for our 17th-ranked Blue Hens.
0: This will be, hopefully, a get-right game for Mount in terms of confidence, but by no means in a win. So, yeah, Blue Hens all day.
2: Yeah, um, not much to add there. I got the Hens in this one. Uh, dry Band said it, or said it a second ago. Um, Towson just slapped them in the face. They uh, they really need to improve on a lot of things in this one, but I think Delaware uh, walks away from the mount with a win.
0: In our next Wednesday matchup, our number three team, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish opened their season with a homestead against Marquette coming off a loss to Utah. Uh, look, I don't care if Marquette was 2-0 and and had slaughtered both teams, I'd be taking the Irish here. I think mm-hmm. this is a pretty nice test for Notre Dame to start the year, but I think it's still a relatively easy win, maybe by six to eight goals.
1: Yeah, I, I think it'll be a great test for Notre Dame's defense, too, just to kind of see what they look like. I mean, Marquette has now scored 17 in their first game and 16 in their second game. So their their offense is potent. But I think Notre Dame will pull this win out, too. Um, I like them a lot. They've they've got the home field advantage again. I think this will be a great opening for the, stu- uh, for the season for the Fighting Irish.
2: Yeah, I like the Irish in this one, too. Um, Marquette played a pretty solid game against Utah. They were down by a lot in the first quarter um, and then made their way back. But I don't see that happening against the Irish this week, uh, especially at home in their home opener.
1: Great. So moving on to our next game, we're now on to our Friday slate. We have the UMass Minton taking a little in-state travel to UMass Lowell. Not much to say, UMass looked fantastic against Army. I thought Note looks like he's going to come out again this year and have a great, great season. He had 19 saves for 70% save percentage. I'm, I'm taking UMass. Yeah, look, I mean,
0: UMass, drive-in, credit to you. That was a great pick for the Gorillas over the Black Knights. UMass Lowell, on the other hand, looked awful against Quinnipiac in a game we thought would be highly competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Gorillas here should win very comfortably.
2: Yeah, I like UMass in this one, too. Um, I'll eat my words that I said about Army winning by 3.5 last week. Um, just a tough game for that for the Black Knights. But UMass played well. Um, The goalie was out of his mind uh, towards the end of the third quarter and that fourth quarter, too. Um, And I don't expect them to drop this game against UMass Lowell.
0: Next up, we have what's become a relative annual tradition with now unranked Denver making that cross-country flight to 18th-ranked Duke. Denver has now lost this game for five straight years. However, last year was the first real blowout. Um, and look, the match this this year takes on a new tone. Both teams are coming off uh, surprising losses to unranked teams. But I think we're watching the same movie with the Blue Devils again this year. A shocking loss to Jacksonville will give way to a huge performance against the Pioneers. Um, Duke played incredibly well coming off that Jacksonville loss, and I think they matched that script from last year. And I think, yeah, the questions around Denver are real, so I think the Blue Devils have a very good get-right game.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I I think both teams are looking at this as a get-right game, and I think it's definitely shifted more in Duke's favor for them to be able to win this. I mean, across-country travel is always tough on any team. I know Denver's used to it, but Both of their games so far this year have been close to them. This is their first cross-country travel that they've had to do. And I I know Duke is going to be hurting after losing to Jacksonville again. And I'm obviously not as high on them anymore after they lost to Jacksonville. But I do not think they're going to let this game go. And if they lose this game too, Duke seriously could be looking at back-to-back years of not making the playoffs uh, for the first time in I, I can't remember since danowski took over i feel like and that, that'd be crazy for the program so i i think duke's gonna get right this game i think they're gonna beat denver i think it'll be close but i'm picking the blue devils
2: yeah i think you put that um uh, beautifully uh, really i just i think this game is just uh You know, whoever sniffs blood in the water first is going to take advantage of this one. Um, Big-time automatic qualifier um, potential here. Uh, Denver's D, I think they left a lot of goals on the field against Air Force. I I think the Williams-O'Neal combo uh, could make them pay, um, especially since Denver, I thought Denver's D, you know, left a lot of holes open in the middle keys for Denver to win this game. Uh, they got to win faceoffs, win the 50-50s, uh, be physical with O'Neill. don't let Williams get any space in between his defender. Um, you know, O'Ne- all of O'Neill's goals against Jacksonville and most of his goals that he scores are unassisted, and the assists mm-hmm. that he makes are usually to Williams on the inside. Um, me and Dryban used to call that the hub. That's the usually like the 10-yard inside uh, uh, between the between goal line extended and 10 yards out. From the goal, so really got to keep players tight and in, um, in the middle there, um, and limit their opportunities. Um, both teams, I think, have to clean up turnovers too. Uh, both had five or more turnovers in, in the for- first quarter of each of their games. Denver had five. Duke had seven. Um, I really had a tough time picking this game because I really don't think I, the winner is going to be decided until you see the reactions of each bench. You know, I think the most hyped bench is going to is going to will will their team to win this one. And the undisciplined team will fail. Denver was pretty undisciplined against Air Force Uh, coaches. Players got frustrated towards the end of that game. So just got to really keep your composure in this one. And, uh, you know, you got to figure some things out going into this one, too. Um, But I'm going to take Duke at home. I think O'Neal and Williams uh, take advantage of that Denver defense. but I, I expect this to be a bloodbath.
1: Moving on to our final Friday game, we have High Point visiting the VMI Kidets. VMI is off to a 2-0 start this year for the first time and Maybe ever. Ever, yeah. I, I It's great for them. I mean, they're coming off a great overtime win. I am prefacing that with the fact that I am taking a High Point in this game, they absolutely destroyed Detroit Mercy this past weekend, bounced back after their loss against Duke. I don't think they're going to lose to VMI in this game. They, yeah, I think they're trying to make sure that they prove that there's still a team to be contended with after that season loss to begin everything for them.
2: Yeah, I think uh, all things considered, VMI is a pretty solid team. Um, but, you know, that. They they took Queens to the wire on Friday night, um, you know was that a one overtime or two, or double overtime game? I think double, it was double overtime, yeah, double OT. That's that's insane, but yeah, um, I think this is where their undefeated streak ends. I like high point in this one. They rebounded well against Detroit Mersey, as Dryband said, but. If I'm high point, I wouldn't walk into this game expecting to win. You know, this this could be a possible trap game if VMI decides, you know, to take it to these guys early and often. So, but I'm going to go with the Panthers here.
0: Scout Ripley. I've been so impressed with him. He's a VMI attackman. Really is their entire offense. I think he (laughs) will have another great game against the Panthers, but I think VMI is still a little too overmatched here. So yeah, I'm going to go with high point.
2: Good stuff. Alrighty. Next up, we have the 0-1 Richmond Spiders taking on the the 500 Bucknell Bison. Um, Richmond took a brutal loss to the Terps a few weeks ago, but I think they've had a lot of prep time for this one going in uh, going against the Bison. I I never want to count out the Spiders, and I won't do it now. So I, I'm gonna take Richmond in this one. I thought Bucknell's loss to Bobby Moe was tough one for them to take at home. Um, I don't think this road trip is going to go any different.
0: Yeah, I mean, Richmond is 2-0 and all-time against the Bison with two pretty close wins in 2018 and 19. So it's been a few years since they have played. Look, yeah, I mean, Boyd said it. Clearly the Spiders will need some sort of redemption performance and need to score well more than four goals. But Bucknell is also going to be looking for redemption. That was a very close game, a very winnable game against Bobby Moe. And for both these teams, this, this win could be big for them in terms of instilling confidence going into the rest of at a conference and then conference play. So like Void, I'm going to go with Richmond. I think they benefit from that extra week of prep having not played a game this weekend. And really, it feels honestly more like a must win for the Spiders, even though it's so early, right? If they want to have
1: a non... Uh, automatic qualifier chance they need to get this one yeah i don't have too much to say to add on to what you both have touched on i'm also picking richmond um i'll give my weekly home team stats update since i'm doing that uh home teams last week of the 32 games that were played they won 27 of 32 83 percent win percentage so that trend home teams have a big advantage right now. And like we said, still very early in the season. I I think Richmond's going to bounce back after that Maryland game. I think they're going to figure out a lot of stuff and get their offense clicking. I like them in this game.
2: Well, I, I hate to contradict your, your little stats, but I don't think the home team is going to be winning this next one. (laughs) We have the number six Rutgers and Scarlet Knights taking on army black Knights you know, battle of the nights. So, uh, you know, we all know army took that tough loss to UMass, uh, Rutgers looks better than ever. Um, especially with the the guys that they lost to graduation or transfer portal, um, such and such, uh, but they look good. And we said earlier, the big 10, you know, is very up in the air. It seems like it's a, uh, four to five horse race. Uh, Penn State looks like they're going to be hanging around too. They had a tough game against Villanova this past weekend. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm going to go with the Rut- Rutgers Scarlet Knights here. I think they uh, continue this run that they're going on.
1: Yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you, Voigt. I like Rutgers in this game. <laughs> I just said home teams, but Army losing to UMass to start the season and Rutgers played a really good game against Stony Brook too. That Stony Brook team is no pushover, and they were able to handle, take care of their business in a week where a lot of teams that were supposed to be at the same level of Rutgers did not. So I I think Rutgers is going to continue this momentum. I think this is their year, if any, the best chance they've had in a while to take that Big Ten conference and just say, hey, this is our year. We own this conference. Um, That'll be really hard because there's a lot of other good teams in it, but I think they have the the tools to do it and I think winning against Army is going to set the precedent that they're going to be on that that path. So, I like Rutgers. Yeah, I mean West Point
0: has historically owned this matchup. They're 15 and 5 against Rutgers all time. I thought the Cadets defense against UMass was obviously good, right? That was a very low-scoring game. But offense, wow, that is a huge concern for Army. My bold pick here is not going to be to take Army. It's just going to say to be able to say that I haven't been that impressed with Rutgers yet. Right. I I haven't been wowed and I expect to be wowed by Rutgers. So my questions are, how do they play against a real defense away from home? I can't say that I see this game being incredibly high scoring. But, yeah, I think the Scarlet Knights move to three and oh and continue a pretty good season.
2: Good stuff. Alrighty. Um, next up, I think we got a dog fight in this one. Yes. Um, but honestly I had trouble picking this game and I, I ultimately decided to, you know, stick with the, the team I took last year. Um, but we have Bellerman Knights taking on Canisius golden Griffins. Um, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm just going to keep this short. I really like Canisius on this one. Um, like looking at the Bellarmine and St. Bonaventure game stats, I just wasn't that impressed with Bellarmine. I, I don't think the Bonnies are that good um, anymore, especially with uh, Dobson going to the PLL, playing for the Archers. Um, yeah, I like the home team in this one. Uh, Canisius had a, uh, I have them as zero and one, but I thought they won their past game. I guess not. No, they got smacked by Hobart. That's right. That's it. Okay. I think I thought I had it flipped for a second. But yeah, I like the home team in this one. I like Canisius to take this matchup. I'm not too convinced with Bellerman yet.
0: Yeah, the only time these teams have played, as far as I could tell, was last year, where Canisius won down in Kentucky 13-11. And interestingly enough, we all took the home team, Bellerman last year. But yeah, even then, we knew it was a toss-up. I'm not going to be that discouraged by the Golden Griffs getting as I just said, stomped on by Hobart. Um, like Voight, I'm going to go Canisius here. I'm less confident in Canisius, but I think they get back on track, and I think that traveling that travel time for Bellamin will wear on them. But yeah, I think this is going to be a close game
1: and a contender for most physical game of the week, no doubt. Yeah, we're doing a clean sweep for Canisius. I'm also picking the Golden Griffins in this game. Don't really have much to add. I, I like them. Then the main reason I'm picking them is just because they're the home team in this matchup. 85% Easy enough. 85% Easy enough.
0: <laughs> well, Cornell, number two, is on the road in this next one, going over to Albany. Dryban, I'm sure, is going to break his Cardinal rule on this one because I don't see any way in which this Cornell team does not beat Albany. I think the question is by how much. And how little does that Cornell defense uh, let Albany score? So I, I think this is a, a lot to a little type of game where the big red
1: are firing at all cylinders. Yeah, I really don't have much to add. I completely agree. I'm picking Cornell. Albany did not look great against Syracuse. I, I like Cornell.
2: I'm very excited to watch this Cornell team. I'm I was a big fan of them and Coach Busick. Uh, towards the end of the season, I'm excited to re- see what they really look like now this year. Um, we have them at the two spot. I think a couple of polls had them at like around the top five as well, or top ten at least. So I'm excited for this team. I think they're, I think they're going to make some strides this year. Uh, Ivy League is going to be tough, but I, I think they're going to be really good.
0: Next up, we have St. John's coming off a New York loss to Manhattan on the road going south for Delaware's second game of the week. Look, I mean pretty straightforward, no context, I would take Delaware almost anytime, anywhere, any place, anything in this matchup. I think Delaware is just going to outclass the Red Storm in every department. Um yeah, Blue Hens are going to get another one on another another one on the win column here.
2: Yeah, I I think St. John's and Mount St. Mary's are on a pretty even playing field so far this year. Um, they just they don't look great. Um, and I don't see Delaware dropping either of these games. I got the Blue Hens against the Red Storm.
1: Yeah, I have nothing to add. I'm also taking the Blue Hens in this game.
0: All right. Well, after a couple of those straightforward games, this next one will most definitely not be. We have another Ivy League opening their season. The number five Penn Quakers on the road going to now 10th ranked Georgetown. Last year, uh, Penn lost this game 10 to 8 to Georgetown, and they are now 0 and 3 all time versus the Hoyas. I think one would think that this game would be much more high scoring, but I don't know. I think it kind of takes the tone as last year did, where it's maybe uh, anywhere from a 10 to a 13, 14 type game. Look, I've been consistent all preseason dating back to December. I have an incredible highness and appreciation for the Penn Quakers. I think this is their year. And I think really, no matter what happened in that Hopkins game, whether Georgetown won or lost, I would be taking the Quakers here. And look, Georgetown—I think they played well, but they were they were concerning in some areas. I think they were too dependent on their transfers and the defense, despite all its, you know, household names, I, I think they didn't communicate as well as they could, and they left me questioning some things. I think this Hoyas team is still great, but I think they go 0 and 2. Penn Quakers with one, a comeback win this year.
1: Oh, boy. I cannot express how disappointed I was with Georgetown this past weekend. i I thought they would come out firing. And I, the silver lining is that they did not give up at any point in time against Hopkins. They just were not able to close the door fully. And as disappointed as it was and as disappointed as I am, they're not the team that disappointed me the most this past weekend. That would be Maryland, but that's saved for another time, a little bit later in the episode. Um, I, I just, uh, I, I also think Hopkins is a lot better than we gave them credit for this year. I will yeah. say that. Um, so I'm not completely scared about Georgetown season. They're not our panic team. No, they are not. And I think there's a reason for that. However, that game against Hopkins can, make you kind of question yourself after the entire preseason and leading up to the season everybody was touting this team as being whoa it's stacked like they're going to contend with every single team and they should beat every single team they play like going up to the playoffs like this team is great this year after what happened last year they're not going to let like another loss like you know come by and like lose and lo and behold it seems like every year georgetown just manages to lose in a game that by all rights they should be winning and because of that, I'm also picking Penn. It pains me to go against my Hoyas, but Waker Nation. I'm picking Penn in this game. I do like them. Their first game of the season. Uh, I think they have a lot of great players, like Blazer was saying, and I, I think they'll come to DC and steal this one away from Georgetown.
2: I I would just like to take this time to just. Tell you guys that I'm very proud of you for not taking Georgetown in this one. I was getting ready to, <laughs> I was getting ready to call you guys meat riders, oh. uh, the whole shebang. But I'm not going to do that because you guys made the smart decision and took them. Um, yeah, I I made it clear at the beginning of the season. I'm not convinced about this Georgetown team, and I think a lot of my concerns. We're answered a little bit. I kind—I think we all expected that to walk for them, for Georgetown to walk into that Hopkins game to win by like five or six, probably. Um,
0: I said, ain't no way. I regret that entirely. Yeah. You said, ain't no way.
2: <laughs> you said, ain't no way. And I, th- and we all did, we all did, but you know, credit to Hopkins. I drive being put it perfectly. I think they're a lot better team than you know what a lot of people made them out to be at the beginning of the season. Um, I'm just not, I'm not convinced about Georgetown yet. I, I didn't think they were scoring, scoring at Will at um, certain points. I, you know, the couple of glances that I took to each game, I didn't really see Dordovic, you know, making a difference in that game either. Um, he dropped five just, G's though. Oh, he did? Okay. <laughs> he I didn't look at, did. <laughs> well, I mean, he dropped
0: five so. G's, but the offense, it, it needs more time to coalesce. It does. Yeah. yeah
2: no, I mean, like, look, I said at the beginning of the season, these guys have only been playing with each other for a semester in college so far and maybe a little bit over the summer. So it's going to take time for them to gel and get a Mm -hmm. um, get a groove going. But I'm not convinced of them yet, um, which is why I put them at 17 in my rankings. Holy crap.
1: That's just I think that's ridiculous. that is So wildly low.
2: We'll also put them at six and they're oh one
1: so yeah, right. Right. that's petty that, that's just petty. petty all right hey may i remind you in our poll right now four of our top five teams have not played a single game yet
2: okay <laughs> so they yeah. haven't lost the game either all right okay you know what all right i'm taking i'm taking back what i said earlier meat rider glazer you're fine um, yes sir <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, I'm going to take Penn in this one. Uh, first game of the season. Uh, I think they probably feel disrespected that Georgetown was ranked higher than them um, at the beginning of the season after, what they, after how they performed in 2022. Going to take Penn.
1: All righty, moving on to our next game. We've got another interesting matchup too. We have Hobart Statesman visiting Lehigh Mountain Hawks. And these two teams lit up the scoreboard this past week. They both dropped 20 point or twenty points in their respective games. Lehigh against Fairfield and Hobart against Canisius. And I don't think that'll stop. I think this game will be very high scoring. Um, and once again, I'm picking Lehigh just because they have home field advantage. I think this will be a really fun game for anybody that likes scoring and good offense. I think this is the game that you should probably have on your TVs this weekend.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this matchup. I think it was a one-goal game last year, one or two-goal game. Um,
1: it was a
0: 14-13 game, correct. Good stuff, yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I think this should be a pretty close game as well. Um, I'm still not convinced that Lehigh has fixed their discipline problem. Um, I didn't like how a few Lehigh players uh, reacted or, you know, expressed their body language after, you know, some plays didn't go their way, even Sisselberger or two. Um, I think Hobart is pretty solid as well, but you know, this is another big test for them. Um, I don't think, I think I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I don't think Sissel, Sisselberger is a big factor in this game. They went 50, 50 on faceoffs in last year's matchup. Uh, same guys are coming back for Hobart this year and they seem to be in a rotation type deal. So I don't think Sisselberger, I think Sisselberger could have a tough time against these Hobart guys. Um. I think you can go either way, but I'm going with the Statesman here. I think they uh, take this. Uh, they
1: t- interesting.
2: They took. Uh, I think they take this win um, and avenge their home loss from last year. I,
1: I would have
0: picked Dryband to take the Statesman if any of us during this game. So I'm surprised he's not. But I'm going to agree with him and go with the Mountain Hawks, in part because of home field advantage, and also I was pleasantly surprised by Lehigh, a team that I was like Voigt questioning, but they put up a lot of goals against a Fairfield team that I respect Mm -hmm. a lot. And I was really impressed by that. I was just less impressed by Hobart over Canisius. Like, we knew what they were going to win that game. So for that reason, and interesting enough for Sistelberger, I think they do get some extra possessions. So I'm tentative on Lehigh because I think Hobart is dangerous, but I'm going to go with the home team here
1: and the Mountain Hawks. Going to our next matchup, we have Hofstra visiting Michigan. I don't have too much on this one. Michigan looked like they were up to the challenge against UVA. They stuck around that entire game, and they honestly made it a much better game than I thought it was going to be. And Hofstra has not impressed me, period, this year. They are 0-2, 0-3. I don't know if they've played two or three games. I can't remember.
0: 0-2. 0-2.
1: I just... I, I can't pick them, especially when it's at Michigan too. I like I like the Wolverines in this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, Michigan has a very real case to make to themselves that they could have won that game. They could have beaten Virginia. Uh, that game scoreline got away from them at the end, but I think that's a game they that's a huge game for them confidence wise for the season. Mm-hmm. So as a result, this game against Hofstra I think is a cakewalk. Um, look, Hofstra has staged. Two consecutive late comeback efforts, but both of them have been in vain. I don't think it happens this time. Go blue!
2: I think Michigan got screwed out of that game. Um, part of it was like that. Be I thought that illegal hit, like towards I think it was towards the end of the third quarter or like at the start of the fourth quarter. Like the cleanest hit that like I've ever seen on the crossfield, and they just call it for an illegal hit. Um, but also Michigan didn't capitalize on the emo chances. They had like two or three in the fourth quarter, but they looked really freaking good. I was convinced like by halftime, Michigan was going to win this game. Um, if they keep playing the way they keep, they played in the first half, but yeah, not, not convinced by Hofstra. They, I'm not convinced by Hofstra the same way I'm not convinced about Navy yet. So I'm going to go with the Wolverines Mm -hmm. here.
0: Next up, we have Marist coming off that shocking loss to Binghamton, going down south to where it's nice, warm and sunny on the now spicy hot Jacksonville Dolphins. And for that reason, I'm going to go Dolphins quite handedly. I was very discouraged by Marist, a team that I had kind of Pumped up as a team to be on the lookout for this year. And conversely, I think Jacksonville is on the get right train. And I do not think they let a team slide by them like they let Hopkins did. I think they learned from that. and I think they take care of Marist.
2: Yeah, that Binghamton game that was that was like a carbon copy of a lot of games that we had that involved Binghamton last year that we picked. Like we thought, oh, they're this like strong team they look like they're gonna take down. Binghamton, and then Binghamton wins 18 to 11. Um, and that that just stunk of, like, the same vibes uh, from last year. Um, Jacksonville cleaned up a lot of their mistakes um, that they had in the Hopkins game. They are riding high after that Duke game. I think they take down Marist as well and keep improving. Um, I really like how Galloway and the coaching staff um, walked away from that Duke game, you know, being like, You know, we played great, but it's on to the next one. So I I like the Dolphins here, and uh, I'm I'm really a fan of how determined they are to go the extra mile to get better.
1: Yeah, I I have nothing to add. I'm also picking Jacksonville in this game.
2: Good stuff. All righty. I think this is the game of Saturday. Um, We have our surprise team. Loyola Greyhounds uh, at number who we have at number twelve, taking on the Hopkins Blue Jays at Ridley Athletic Complex. Who we have at number eleven. Um, uh, both are riding high. I'm a big fan of both of these defenses in this matchup. Uh, should be a very tight game, like last year. Um, Hopkins has some off guys, uh, guys on offense uh, like Melendez, um, but I think. That Loyola has a lot of workhorses at the midfield, um, especially. And I think that's where Hopkins, you know, kind of falls off, but they're still they're still very evenly matched. I really like Loyola at home, and I think Hopkins takes two l's this week.
1: yeah, this game is gonna be really, really good. Uh, Loyola was our surprise team for this week, and of course, it's for their win against Maryland. I don't know how we would have been able to pick another team. It would have been Hopkins if Loyola <laughs> hadn't done this. But I but mean, that
0: was I, a less surprising win, I think.
1: Oh, I completely agree. And I, I think Loyola just came out of nowhere. And I they impressed the hell out of me. I mean, it made me think about all the questions that I had going into the season about Maryland's offense and how they held them to seven goals. I mean, it, their defense was lights out like Floyd highlighted in his dog of the week earlier like they've been they were fantastic in that game and I think Ridley's going to be packed and bouncing for this game on Saturday I think Greyhound Nation is going to show out in full force I think it's going to be a great game I'm picking Loyola I think they have so much momentum Hopkins has got some momentum too but Loyola is a juice team and they're Always a juice team, and Toomey has them on the juice right now. I mean, and even his post game interview against Maryland, you could just see how much it meant to Toomey for them to win, too. Um, how important that game is to them, just as a team and a program. And I really think Lou is going to capitalize and keep it going and get this win over Hopkins.
0: Well, well, well. The Baltimore teams have come to play in 2023. All of a sudden, this game has gigantic value and importance and could have rippling RPI impacts a couple of months from now. Like Dryband said, if you thought Ridley was bumping against Maryland, just you wait. I mean, this might be a very, very hard ticket to come by in our greater Baltimore area. Towns have won this game seven of the last 10 times. However, Hopkins won last year at Homewood, and it was kind of a it was a small mm-hmm. comeback. Um, you kind of felt like Loyola gave that game away. Uh, but look, that game was sloppy. Both teams had down years last year. The Jays, as we've cataloged now in this episode, they look the part this year. Whatever they got going on, they look legit once again, and they have a good face off to the goal is good as well. But Loyola put on a defensive clinic against Maryland, and they have a great goalkeeper of their own. I don't know what game will have more hype maybe in the next two months than this one going into it. Look, boys, I made the grave mistake of going against the Hounds last weekend. You bastards convinced me. I am never, ever doing it again. Loyola Greyhounds all day, boys.
2: Crazy idea crazy
0: idea
2: you should absolutely pick against them so they can keep winning the entire season carbon copy like just mirror it from last year like you pick them all the time last year pick against them all the time this year so they can win
0: I can't I'm, I don't care I don't care if Hopkins blows them out I'm taking them
2: <laughs> yeah like this is this is the, I think this is definitely the game of the weekend for me um I think Loyola you know they 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 created the blueprint to this Maryland team, and I'll go into a little bit of that when we talk about Maryland and Syracuse here in a, in a minute. Um, but just unreal um, performance by them. Their defense played out of their minds. Their the midfield for Loyola, um, leading by led by Evan James and Poitras. There, that was insane. All right. And so moving on to our next game, a uh, little bit of a step down. Here we have the Manhattan Jaspers taking on Navy Midshipmen. Um, just, I don't want to disrespect our service members, but this is the Navy is the worst three, and team in the association. I totally right agree. Now. I totally agree. Uh, just yeah. they, like they start off slow and then they like limp to a win. Um, and, but I think I'm going to pick them in this one, but I'm not convinced about any part of this team yet until they beat a decent team. If they lose to Manhattan, they need to look at themselves in the mirror and decide what kind of team they want to be because they have to re like reevaluate their identity and what kind of team that they want to be.
0: If you thought Navy was the worst 3-0 team ever, they're about to be
1: the worst 4-0 team ever. That's all I got to say.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm picking Navy too, just because they're at home. That That's it for me.
2: <sighs> yeah, just uh, like not a lot of confidence. Like for the rest of the season, but just like, I mean, you can't pick against them yet. No. Um, all righty. next up talked about this team a little bit earlier. Uh, Stony Brook Seawolves are taking on Penn state this weekend. Um, I like Penn state in this one. I think they, despite the loss to Villanova yesterday, I think they are a lot better than what they were last year. Um, they made plays all over the field. That pole goal was awesome. I love pole goals. Um, so that that was a great, high, uh, great juice play by them. Um, Stony Brook did. They didn't put up the fight I thought they would against Rutgers, but Rutgers is a top tier team at this point. Um, again, this season, um, I like the Nittany Lions at home, but I I think. I'm gonna retract what I just said about Stony Brook. I think they're a frisky team when they want to be. Like they can, they can put up some goals and m- make the game interesting. But I still like the Lions.
0: I like what I'm seeing out of Happy Valley as well. I, you know, we all took Villanova yesterday, but like we said, Penn State had a great chance of winning that game, and they almost did. Stony Brook, I think, can maybe be a surprise pick in this one. But I think this is a great matchup. I love the different styles of play, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Nittany Lions. I just like what I'm seeing too much.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have too much to say. I think I know I touched on him when I talked about Stony Brook, I think last week or the week before that, but Blake Bellen, their transfer from LIU on Stony Brook, he slotted right into their quarterback position. He had four points, one goal, three assists against Rutgers. I, I am picking Penn State I, I like they have shown a lot of stuff this year too already. Um, but I'm just saying not to count out the Stony Brook, at least for the rest of the this, this year, after this game. I think these two games, they're playing really, really good opponents in the Big Ten to start open their year. And I think it'll give them a lot of experience going into a new CAA conference uh, run for them. So I like Penn State in this, but. This will be a, a very, very fun game to watch.
2: Absolutely. Don't sleep on the Wolves.
1: No, sir.
0: Next up, we have Sienna going over to Rhode Island to take on Bobby Benson's third game with the Providence Friars. Sienna had to mount a ridiculous comeback against NJIT. They only won that game because they scored with, like, 34 seconds left. On the flip side... Providence put up a pretty good fight against Bryant, um, but I, I'm i going to keep hopping on all year for Providence, I think. I just think they need time to grow. They need time to learn the coaching staff, to to mesh well. So I don't love what I'm seeing out of Providence, but I think the Friars take care of the Saints here. I think they're just a, a little bit notch above them, and I think they win relatively comfortably.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have too much to say. Siena definitely did not impress me against NGIT. Uh, and I, Providence put up a good fight against a very, very good Bryant team, in my opinion. So um, I'm taking the Friars at home.
2: Yeah, I'm with you there, Band. I think Providence played a solid game against Bryant. Um, you know, it was 14-9 to 9 going into the um, fourth quarter, and, you know, they Bryant only won the game 15-14. to 14, So... Um, That was a pretty solid uh, bounce back for them. I just couldn't come away with it in the end. Uh, Not impressed by Sienna. By the slightest, um, I'm going with the Briars in this one as well.
1: Cool. Going on to our next matchup, this game is very interesting to me. We have our number 14 team, St. Joseph Hawks. They are visiting Towson Tigers. And wow, did Towson obliterate? Mount St. Mary's this past weekend. A good
0: defensive team.
1: Took care of business against them. And it it astonished me even more because it's Towson's first game. Mount St. Mary's has had a couple games before that to try to tune some things. And wow, Towson, I mean, they came out gunning too. I think they scored 11 in the first half. 14. 14. Okay, even more. Uh, they, They put that game to bed fast. And I am picking St. Joe's. St. Joe's also took care of business against Sacred Heart at Hawk Hill, like they should have a very easy 17-5 win. It was only 7-4 at halftime, and they turned it on that second half and shut the door completely on Sacred Heart. So I I still like St. Joe's in this matchup, but I think this is going to be a close game. And I think Towson is looking good this year.
0: Yeah, I think... You pick this game at the beginning of the season, you feel pretty obvious that it's going to be St. Joe's, but it's so much less obvious now. I am a little bit worried about St. Joe's just because I think I I wanted them to really beat down Sacred Heart, and they did, but I just didn't like that it took them so long to take care of that. Last year, uh, St. Joe's won this matchup 11-8. I was the only one to take the Tigers. I probably regretted it. but this year, I'm so very tempted to take the Tigers again, but I just can't. I, I, I think the hype around the St. Joe's team is is just too real. I think they grow from that f- kind of first warm-up game. And look, Zach Cole, like Sisselberger for Lehigh, I think they're just going to give um, the Hawks some extra possessions to work with that I just don't think Towson sees the ball as much. So I'm going to go with St. Joe's.
2: Yeah, I was a victim of recency bias on this one for like probably a good five to six hours on Sunday. Um, I had to, I put Towson down as my pick, and then I, I I decided to flip back to St. Joseph's. But yeah, you guys put the put the nail um, in the coffin there. Like, um, not too confident that St. Joseph's uh, can win handedly in this one. Uh, considering how slow it took them to pick up in that Sacred Heart game. I'm really loving Towson. Um big fan of Reagan McNamara, as we all know. So uh, I'm going to go with St. Joseph's, but I'm, I really don't like it that I'm picking them.
0: <laughs>
1: if there's an upset game, this is it, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Moving on to our next matchup, we have... The Binghamton Bearcats visiting St. Bonaventure. And I'm not going to have too much to say. It's a tale of two different teams here. Binghamton impressed a lot this past weekend. The Bonnies did not impress at all. I'm taking the away team this time. I like the Bearcats in this game.
2: Yeah, same here. Um, and the, when I was like trying to pick this game, it was sort of confusing for me. Um, Bonnie's didn't look great against Bellerman. 16 shots on the goal, 21 turnovers, struggled to clear. Um, very, very apparent that they are missing Dobson and they are struggling to mm-hmm. find the back of the net. Um, Binghamton looked good against Marist uh, despite turning the ball over 18 times. Um, but I like Binghamton in this one. Bonnie's look like they're struggling to put up points on offense and make saves. So um, I think Binghamton peppers them
0: though we have a different fun team of the week to watch i think binghamton is a close second i had an awesome time watching that bearcat team get fired up on the sidelines you could tell how much that whenever marist meant to them it had been forever since they last beat the red foxes and for that reason i'm going with momentum here i think Binghamton might be a team to look out for in their conference this year, to be honest with you. And I think they're putting they're putting their rest of their schedule on notice. So I'm going I'm going with those gangly dark green
2: Bearcats. Oh man, those 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 colors throw me off sometimes, <laughs> man. <laughs> but they they look really good. They look really good. And uh, I don't I think uh, you know they take this one against the Bonnies. But moving on. Uh, we got another weird matchup, I think. Uh, uh, Bryant is uh, taking on the Boston Terriers this weekend. Uh, Boston's loss to Vermont was not as close as the final score says it was, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, at one point, it was 13-6. to six. Um, I think it was like a two-goal game to finish out. But the Terriers had to put in a lot of work to to get those 12 goals. Um, They outshot Vermont 46 to 33. Um, Turned the ball over, or did they at one point? Turnover battle was 21 to 16, I think, in favor of Vermont only turning the ball over 16 times, uh, Boston 21 times. Boston struggled to capitalize on quality chances, opposed to Vermont, who I think made the most of each possession. Um, Bryant won strike for strike against Providence uh, towards the end of that game. Uh, both teams are looking like dark horses this season. They won the GB battle 40-19, to 19, which is insane, actually, now that I'm looking at it again. Holy oh, my crap. God. Yeah, yeah double and so, model. Yeah. Uh, won the face-offs 23-33, cleared the ball near perfectly, only failed on one, which I think was in, like, the first half, but I could be wrong. Um, I really like Bryant. I do. Um, however, I think Vermont's defense is very, very good and gave them a lot of chances in that Boston game based on their performances against, uh, uh, BU and Cuse, uh, as far as Vermont goes, um, I'm going to take Boston in this one, but if they don't make most of their chances on offense, Brian could sneak up on them.
0: Yeah, I mean, last year, BU beat Bryant by five. It was 13 to eight. And look, I totally forgot. But at the time of this game last year, Bryant was the ranked team. Bryant was 19 and BU was unranked. And this is where the Terriers started to cook last year. And kind of like Duke following their same script, I think the Terriers are doing the same thing. I think this is where BU starts to cook again. But look, drive going to touch on it in a minute. Bryant is our dark horse team of the week for a good reason. Do not count out this Bulldogs team just because Pressler's gone. They have a lot of the same guys. They're a dangerous team. And if BU drops this one, oh, man, Loyola has to be feeling very confident in their Patriot chances.
1: Yeah, like Glazer said, we have Bryant as our dark horse team this week. And I... I am picking Bryant. I think I'm the first person to actually pick the dark horse team that we've had so far. Um, Good for you. Proud of you. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I I really like this Bryant team, and I really like this matchup, period. Um, I love that they have home field advantage in this game. They did a great game against Providence. Bryant did. Their offense looks to be clicking well. And... I don't think that Providence team is a pushover team at all. I mean, they were close to Holy Cross, but I mean, Holy Cross is a lot better this year than I think anybody thought they would be, and they put up a very good fight against Providence. And Bryant was able to contend with Providence. They took the punches Providence were were giving them, and I I think I, I just I just I, I like Bryant a lot in this game, and I know everything Void touched on with Boston and. Glazer as well. Boston by no means is a pushover team. I don't think they're just going to drop off the face of the earth after that Vermont loss by no means. I think they're still big in play for the Patriot League regardless of what happens in this game too. Um, And it might even give them more fire for Patriot League because they know that they have to win that AQ to get into the tournament again for back-to-back tears. But I like Brian a lot in this specific game. Just the way that the two teams have been playing. One's coming off a big win. One's coming off a big loss. Another home game for Brian. I think the, the stars are aligning for a nice little upset right here. And and a revenge game for last year, like, like Glazer said, so.
2: Dryband, I hate to rain on your parade, but I took Mercer at the beginning. of That's the right, program. he did. He
1: did. He did. He did. <laughs> you're right. You are right about that. I completely <laughs> forgot. Yeah, you're right.
2: All right. Well, you know,
1: second time to do it. It's but fine. No, I
2: admire. I admire it. I, I really freaking love Bryant. Like, um, we took we went to a camp like way way back when at Bryant, and I really yeah. liked. I really liked the campus in the facility. I'm a big fan of Mike Pressler. I'm sad that he's gone, but you know he he's moving on to uh, bigger and better things for his life. But um, I, I just don't know. Like, I flipped back and forth from this game, but it's, it's going to be challenging. Brian's going to come in ready to take these guys down.
0: Next up, we have what I think I can – Safely say is Hat-Trick-Lax-Pick's favorite team of the early season. That's right. Your Merrimack Warriors. Oh, yes. At home versus the Dartmouth Big Green. Okay. Merrimack is our fun team to watch. If you haven't seen any of their three games yet, please go back and watch them. This team is um, it's just such a fun time. This bench is awesome. The guys on the field are awesome. Vault and Cage is awesome. What a, what a great team so far. I, I love how well they're doing. And for that reason, I'm I'm hopping on the, the Warrior train. I took LIU last week. I don't regret it. I think I needed to see Merrimack win that game to really buy in. And they want it kind of going away. In this particular matchup, uh, Merrimack won last year 8-6. to six. We all took Merrimack last year. I'm going to take him again. I'm joining the warrior party. Let's get going.
1: I I know I texted you guys this past weekend. Once that LIU game happened, I said, somebody come punch my freaking ticket because I am on this Merrimack bandwagon. I am on the Merrimack train. I love watching these guys play. And I'm gonna say it again because it's really true. If you guys if anybody listening has not seen this Merrimack team play yet please try to catch a game try to catch a game this team loves every second of playing they are uh, every single goal is like almost a juice goal for the sideline they play with their hearts every single game and it's really really fun to watch and if anybody had seen the game last year this game was a defensive slug fest until the fourth quarter i think it was like Mm -hmm. three to two at halftime five three at the end of third or something like that and it was a slugfest. I'm pretty sure it was bad conditions. I think it was raining. It was at Dartmouth, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, and- was, it was,
2: it was, it poured for like a good portion of the day. And like, it, it, it cleaned up a little bit at the start of the game time, but it, conditions mm-hmm. were not great.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I, I think I, I I like Merrimack a lot. And Dartmouth, I'm high on them this year. I, I don't want to let put that by. This is their first game, though. I think Merrimack's gonna ride that momentum another home game. I like them a lot in this matchup.
2: Merrimack fires me the hell up. <laughs> I swear, like, just watching them play makes me want to like suit up. But granted, I can't because my knees are awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like these guys, these guys bring the juice every play. Like even in transition, these guys are out hustling every other midfielder on the opposing team. Um, They just look really well conditioned. They, they play like a team more than any other team that I've watched this season. Like they just play as a unit. They play together. There's no individual like pointing at each other, you know, you know, you shouldn't have done that. You should have did this type thing. They are they are riding high. They are hot. And I really like them in this game. Um, I sent you guys that video uh, earlier oh, yeah. today of the goalie mm-hmm. just smacking the, his stick into his head. Like that's the kind of energy that just pumps me up for games. That was in a, that was in a pregame too. Like he's just getting ready. He Like he's just getting ready for the game. He, I, I love their energy. I love their vibe. It's great.
1: Yeah. The last thing I want to say about them is that I had the biggest smile on my face when I looked at, the media poll this week, and I saw that Merrimack got some votes. I love that. If, if they going. win this game, they're in my top twenty. Yeah, there's a chance they'll start sneaking in, especially if this weekend is as crazy as it was last week. There's a lot of shuffling going on with the landscape. So moving on to our next game, this is a great game. We have Drexel hosting UMBC, and I was. Back and forth. I think I had picked each team twice by the the, the time that the episode started. Um, and I was changing it minutes before we started recording. This game is going to be great. And I'm taking Drexel really, honestly, just because they have the home <laughs> field advantage. And I really don't know what either of these teams look like this year. And I'm just banking on that early season statistic to just pull through for me in this game. And both teams lost some players, but both teams are also returning some good offensive power. It's going to be a really good game. I'm really excited to see. Uh, I'm pretty sure last year they also played their opener, and UMBC won that game 12-8. Correct. And
2: we all took Drexel in that game too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I I was. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to pick UMBC. But I think just it being at Drexel this year, Drexel had maybe their most down year in the past five to ten years last year that I can remember. And I I think they're going to look towards bouncing back this year. And the very first step comes with winning their home opener against UMBC. So I like Drexel in this game. Yeah, I mean, this is a great game,
0: again, not because of high quality lacrosse, although I think it's good. It's just the teams are just so evenly matched mm-hmm. and it and it has the potential to be a really great toss-up down to the wire game. Like Dryband, I'm gonna take the Dragons. I I think for me, it has a lot to do with Drexel starting the new year off right. Drexel, when they made that tournament run a couple of years ago, I think they were like the darling of the NCAA. Everyone loved everyone loved to love the Dragons. And look, I think UMBC is highly competitive in the America East. They always somehow, someway threaten Albany. They threaten Vermont for that America East crown. So they're just a gritty team. However, I, I like the Dragons at home. I think the Dragon breathes fire once again. And I think Drexel gets this win. But very, very close. I
2: think it's also low scoring. I don't know if either team gets mm-hmm. over 10.
0: I think yeah, still um, deciding
2: his pick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I was lost in thought. Sorry about that, but I'm I'm actually going to take UMBC here. I, but I'm I'm a big fan of the Retrievers. Um, you know I'm not I haven't been too convinced of Drexel over like the past like two or three years. Seems like they're just dropping games that they shouldn't have, and I don't know if this year is any different. Um, I think they're a pretty young team, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just not too convinced I'm going to take UMBC just because, you know, over the past few years, I'm not too hype on Drexel anymore. And I got to stop picking in <laughs> these early games.
0: Next up, um, we have Wagner Seahawks getting their season going against Fairfield off of that Lehigh loss. I've said it before. I really liked Fairfield last year. I think the Stags are competitive this year. Wagner, on the other hand, I don't know when this team has had a winning season as of late. I I don't think maybe ever no disrespect to the Seahawks. I think they fight really hard, but yeah, the Stags are going to get this one.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. Not, not much else to say. Um, I also got to see uh, Wagner's new helmets that they uh, released that they're going to be wearing. Uh, not a fan. Not. not it's a just
0: fan it's it. just a Seahawks on the side.
2: Yeah, and it's like at the it's at like a weird part that where it's like right just right above the ear guard, yeah, yeah. And it's it, it it it's not very appealing. It's not good good to look at for me. So I'm going to take Fairfield here um, with the better helmets. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I'm i picking Fairfield. Don't have much to say. Jack McKenna, the attackman for Fairfield, I love him. I love his game. He had five goals against Lehigh. I think he could even have more against Wagner in this game. I'm picking Fairfield.
2: All righty. Next up. Oh, boy. Somebody's got to <laughs> win this game, right? <laughs> like, um <laughs> i i went back and forth from this game a couple of times oh my god uh just <laughs> there are so many problems with both of these teams but they're all different mm-hmm. um mercer clearly has the best Fogo in this matchup in ashton wood um they're they're just uh, like there's no other saving grace though around the mercer team uh, as far as the last two games for them went I'm not a big fan of Holy Cross either, driving. You said that you really like how they're playing. Um, but I wasn't I saw I almost took Mercer because I saw a highlight clip of the Holy Cross goalie flipping the ball behind his back out of bounds while bounce. he's still in Greece. Out of
1: bounds, out bounce. of bounds. Yeah, no, it, yeah. it was a tough watch. I watched that one live and I was like, what's going on? Would he yeah, really just like, do that? I thought it was like, a blooper why are you reel. doing that?
2: Like, why are you doing that? This ain't club summer ball. You're not in July anymore. Like, dude, like, figure it out. But uh, both these teams are aggressively bad, but I'm going to go with the Crusaders here. (laughs)
1: Aggressively bad. Oh, boy, you could not have put it any better than that last statement. Aggressively bad, I think, does define both of these teams. Mercer's defense has let up 20 and then 25 in its first two games. I just, there's, I'm, I'm taking Holy Cross. I I don't have really anything to say it it could be a good game between these two teams but I just I don't know I I, I think Holy Cross will get their first win of the season Sienna and NJIT was a bad game
0: that turned it out to be a great game for all the right reasons I think this is going to be a really good game that's gonna look really bad uh I'm not excited to watch this one, even though I think it's going to be competitive. I, too, am going to take the Crusaders. I have been somewhat pleasantly surprised at how they haven't been totally inept this year. I think they've shown signs. Whereas with Mercer, I am very unaware of what's going on down in Georgia. Underwell. I'm going to go with Holy Cross.
2: Question for both of you before we move on. Over, under... In this game for total turnovers, it's 41, 42 and a half. Are you taking it the over or the under here? Oh, oh
1: man. Uh, over. I think I'm going go to over too. I'm going to have to the over on that. Both
2: teams are going to have over 20 turnovers. Oh, my God. That'd be unreal. That would be unreal.
0: We'll check back in next week.
2: Hmm.
0: Next up, we have Lindenwood. Going up north to LIU, Lindenwood has a lot of work to do after that Marquette loss. LIU looked okay against Merrimack. Look, not the team they were last year, but a team that can handle a Lindenwood squad on the road, no problem.
2: Yeah, not much else to add there. Um, I like LIU in this one, Um, but I think... LIU is closer to Lindenwood's talent level than Marquette was, um, as far as talent and skill go. So I think we learn a lot about this Lindenwood team. You know, are are they going to be like Queens, who took VMI to double OT, or are they going to fold uh, like they did against Marquette? So um, I'm going to pick LIU, but I think we learn a lot from Lindenwood.
1: Yeah, don't have much to add. I think LIU. I have them in this game. I'm picking them. I think it'll be a get-right game for the Sharks.
2: Good stuff. All righty. Next up, oh, boy, we have number nine, Maryland, taking on number 19, Syracuse, who is riding a 3-0 and start to the season. I pointed out earlier, I think Loyola has created the blueprint to – how you defeat this maryland team which is a uh, two main game big little picks and dodging short stick D middies and L- and lsms at the midfield line don't let don't don't put your don't send your attackmen against Makar or zapatello make them decide off ball situations and you know figure out figure out everything else from there and just play stout out defense um Maryland had 22 turnovers uh in that game McNaney only had 5 saves on the day um 26 goal, 26 shots uh, were on goal out of their 42 shots in the game um i don't think that their offense knew how to react against Loyola playing the defense that they did um and they just can't they their offense just can't get in a groove uh, in the early parts of the game like they did last year. Um, but I think these problems are very fixable for Maryland, and I think Maryland's coaching staff is more than capable of fixing what they need to fix and improving on what they need to going into this one. Uh, I don't think Hughes's offense is built yet for this Maryland defense. I think Maryland's defense is very elite. And I think, uh, you know, Cuse's has had the luxury of playing some meh teams the last oh, two games. And cupcakes. Yeah. So I I look at this game and I'm worried for Maryland, but I also think a lot of their issues are very fixable. They just have to, you know, figure out a groove early on and uh, just play Maryland lacrosse. But, um just calm down and, you know, things will fall where they need to fall. Loyola is a very good team. They deserve to be ranked, and which we have them, and they are my favorite to win the Patriot League this year as of now. But as far as this game goes, I'm going to take the Terps, um, but I really hope they fix a lot of the issues that they had in that game.
1: Maryland is our panic team for a reason this week. Yeah. and
2: If you couldn't tell by the tone of my voice. <laughs>
1: And this squad, that Loyola game, I think, just highlighted and exposed everything that I thought was their biggest weakness was their offensive production. And the fact that, I mean, seven goals in a game is crazy to me that Maryland for, for a Maryland team. put in there. Yeah, for a Maryland team in recent years, it's, it's wild that they only were able to score seven against a Loyola team that nobody knew anything. and So like Voigt said, I'll harp on it again, his dog of the week, Loyola's goalie, had a phenomenal game. And I, for that reason, am picking the Syracuse Orange this week to shock Maryland and make Maryland even go deeper into just fully panic mode because Syracuse has the same kind of ingredients to pull off this upset that Loyola did. Oil's goalie had a lights-out game. Well, guess who Maryland has to play now? They have to play Will Mark, who currently, after three games, still has a 71% save percentage.
2: Against Cupcakes.
1: 71. Holy Cross and Albany. Still 71%.
2: It doesn't matter. I could have 71% against
1: Holy Cross and Albany. Still 71%. It does not matter. (laughs) And he played lights-out against that Vermont team that we just saw handle business against a BU team that we all thought was going to be really good this year. So, uh, and Syracuse's offense too is also starting to come together, I think. And it is very well-rounded. They have a lot of production from the young guys and the old guys. There's a great, great uh, dichotomy between their point scores. I mean, Joey Splina is leading their team with 13 points, but Alex Simmons is dishing the rock out and he's got eight assists on the year already. And I, I think they've got everything cooking right for Syracuse to make it known that they're back on the map with this win this year. So I like the cues and the upset. Look, I'll give you crap, but,
0: like you said, it 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 wouldn't shock anyone if the Orange win this game after what we saw this past weekend. And to your point, I'm gonna take Maryland, but I think Petramala's played Maryland enough, and he's a great enough defensive coordinator. Well, where he'll look at Toomey's tape, and say, "Yeah, we can do this. If not better than Loyola did. I mean, the Syracuse defense has been pretty good." Uh, and yeah, Will Mark, despite his opponents, has also been pretty good. I'm going to take Maryland, not because I think Syracuse can can't beat them. I'm taking Maryland because. I do not think John Tillman's squad loses two in a row. I just don't. I think that I don't care. I don't care if Maryland is flying over to England and playing Cambridge or whatever. Like this team is not losing two in a row. I don't see it happening. Maybe it's a low scoring game. Maybe it's high. I don't know how it shakes out. I think the biggest factor in this game will be McNaney. He was just objectively bad against Loyola. I've heard rumors yeah. he was injured. I don't know for certain. I hope he has a good restful week. I think he shows up. I think Maryland shows up. Very interesting game. A lot of hype around it as well. But I got to go with the Terps. Uh,
2: just to add one more thing too. It's also tough for McNaney and the defense to perform at a high level when their offense is turning the ball 22 times True per game. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, you know Maryland doesn't turn the ball 22 times in a game, really ever. Um, but they, like I said, they got a lot of issues. But I think they're all very fixable. Uh, Drive made some great points. Uh, I do think this is going to be a pretty close game if Maryland does not start off fast. Um, if they don't start off fast, they got problems. And you know that that was kind of shown in the game. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but I. I saw it at the start of the second half. Maryland had to take a timeout before they even took the face off because they were slow getting in, getting out of the locker room. So, you know, I think the coaches and players look at themselves and say, we're not doing this. Like this, this isn't who we are. We're going to clean this up and get ready for the orange.
0: All right. Well, After that big matchup, we have a relatively, I think, easy one. Quinnipiac, even though they lit up UMass Lowell, uh, scoring 21, they have to go play a real lacrosse team in the Brown Bears, and Brown is going to scoff at the Bobcats, and I think have no problem. I'm just so pumped up to see Thoreau back in the cage and see what that big man can do.
2: Yeah, no, um, I was very convinced about Quinnipiac, but. I really like Brown in this one. Uh, big fan of McLean and the rest of that offense. They got—they are studs, and it's like watching an arcade game. So I don't think this game is any different.
1: Yeah, I have nothing to add. Brown's all day.
2: Good stuff. Brown Bears, baby. All righty.
1: Boy, I know you love this matchup.
2: He I loves do. it. I gave I it to him. love it because I got family in the game, and I'm excited to see Rory play um after his uh injury last year with his foot um uh ready to watch you play bud air force they're playing some great lacrosse as of late beat denver obviously this weekend and kept that osu game interesting i'm a big fan of the falcons uh this year just how they started off the season um but they did go to battle against denver that was a very physical game like bodies were flying all over the field like i said there were a couple illegal hits this week quote-unquote um that were very clean and to the shoulder um and Denver was on the bad end of that this week you know hitting uh hitting some Air Force players uh and the Air Force goalie went down too um for a good two three minutes because you know some Denver player decides he's going to dive in the goal, goal mouth and fall at his legs so um but no penalty I don't know where that comes from but I, I can't fight the refs, but um, I, I'm going to take Colgate in this one because they have fresh legs, and I think their offense is a lot better than most think. I think they're looking to start this season fast and with a great note, uh, on a great note, against the Air Force Falcons. I like Colgate.
1: I'm I'm going against you, Voight. I'm taking Air Force in this game. Colgate's going to have to make that cross-country trip, uh, and Air Force just play with a lot of juice against Denver in that game. It looks like uh, they completely just turned it around after their lost to Ohio State um, in their first uh, game of the season. And I think having that home field advantage, being at home, I think they're going to use that the entire way. And just to like kind of say what you said or what you touched on too, Jason Rose, Air Force's goalie, had a 63% save percentage against Denver. He was standing on his head that game. So I like the Falcons in this game a lot. This was a great game last year. Colgate beat
0: the Academy eleven to eight at home. Voit and I both took the Raiders. He convinced me to join him. Uh, this year, however, I am straying from the pack. I'm gonna join Dryband with the Falcons here. I think this is gonna be another really great game, but I think Air Force played with some grit—a uh, grit like only an Academy can play with. And I think that they can take care of Colgate, who, yeah, I mean, they got to go a ways for their first game of the season. And that's just always a lot of unknowns. So I'm going to go with what the knowns are. And the knowns are this Air Force team just beat a top-20 team.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Let's
2: have, a de- let's have a day, Rory. Another half <laughs> game. Let's go, buddy.
1: You're a little family bias coming through with that pick, Voight.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I'm not going to hide it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to our next game. We have NJIT hosting St. Mary's for their home opener this year, and after what I think is going to be an 0-3 start to the season for the Mount, I think them having to visit NJIT after a midweek game, I think NJIT is going to shock some people in their home opener this year, and I'm I'm picking njit and i think the first time ever the first yeah time i don't think literally
0: any game. of us have ever picked njit i don't know if
1: they've games. ever been favored in any of our eyes ever in any game and i honestly think this is the first time they played phenomenally against they played well yeah. in terms of njit let me phrase it that way they played light and day better than i thought they would they showed up I'm taking them and I think they're going to shock. And I think they're going to surprise some people this weekend.
2: Yeah. Um, just uh, just another matchup where I have trouble because I don't think any of these, either of these teams are very good. <laughs> um, you know, NGIT, they had that, they came out, came out a hot start against the uh, Sienna. Yeah. Siena and uh, Mount St. Mary's got, alone out of the freaking water by Towson um but I'm gonna go I'm gonna stick with Mount but I don't like it I don't like it
0: my thing with this game is a recommendation that everyone listening to us go back and watch the NJIT Sienna game I think it might have been the game of the week last week even though there were all those great upsets this was just a phenomenal hard-fought game down to the end The Highlanders, to Ben's point, they're going to fight and claw and scrap in this game. But the Mount, I don't think that they can lose to NJIT after getting embarrassed by Towson. If you lose to NJIT, you're on a downward trend that I don't want to know what black hole abyss that looks like. So I'm going to go with the Mountaineers.
2: Good stuff. All right, another exciting game, I think, this weekend. We got the Vermont Catamounts going over to Utah to visit the Utes. Um, Utah took this game last year 11-10. to 10. I, I think this is going to be another tough matchup. Vermont's defense looks really good, and their offense is clicking on all cylinders. Um, I, I don't know if Utah is as good as they were last year which is odd because they are they returned a lot of their talent from last season they only lost like two seniors on offense uh defenses like all pretty much all coming back I think it, other than that like the, they had to replace their goalie from last year um but it's, it's just very, it's very odd to me that the start to, the start of the season that they have um and Vermont got seemingly better with uh McCovenney uh transferring defense looks solid as i said offense firing um i'm gonna take vermont on this one but i think the time zone change could be an issue depending on how early or late they arrive there in the week um but i'm gonna take the cats i, I like them in this one just solely off their defense
0: Yeah, this is a stat Dryband will not love because in the three times that these teams have played, the away team has won every matchup.
2: Wow. Wow.
0: Uh, Which is weird given how far they have to travel. This is kind of the reverse game of the Duke and Denver game, whereas these are two teams coming off great wins, great rebound wins to first-week losses. And I think whoever wins this game will be kind of on the fast track to longer success and maybe even eyeing a top 20 rank. I like what I've seen from both teams, but I got to go with what history tells me the away team. I'm going to go with the catamounts.
1: Yeah. I'm going to keep it short. I, I like Vermont in this game a lot. I think their defense, especially Schaefer and goal has impressed me a lot this season. Uh, yeah, and Utah kind of the opposite. I mean, they they took down a really good Marquette team that I think is better than they were last year, but I I don't know if they ha- what it takes to take down a Vermont team that looks poised to break the top 20 soon in my opinion. So, I like Vermont in this game. All right. Down to our last three games
0: for Saturday. This one should be A sweep into the dustpan, so to say. Monmouth Hawks on the road to the fourth-ranked Princeton Tigers. Tiger Stripes
1: running away with it. Yeah, I have no words to say either. (laughs) Princeton all the way in this one. Home field against a Monmouth team that didn't impress last year.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna say Tigers, um, and I'm. I'm excited to see Sam English and the rest of this team perform this year. I think these guys are gonna make some noise, uh, especially in the top five.
1: All right, moving on to our next game. This is a great matchup. I think it's a spicy one, and it is the Harvard Crimson visiting UVA. I'm picking Virginia. I think they're gonna keep riding high on that after beating Michigan. Um, this is a really good game, though. I, I think it'll be really interesting to see how Harvard does against them. I think Harvard's going to bring everything they have and more. Uh, and the, honestly, the big reason I'm sticking with Virginia and I'm confident with them is just because it's at home, it's at Clockner, and they've got the crowd on their side. But if it wasn't, I'd be a lot more inclined to think that Harvard could pull off the subset. But since it's in at UVA, I'm I'm taking the Cavaliers in this game.
2: Yeah. I like Virginia in this one too. Um, uh, I, I watching that Michigan game, I wasn't too sure if it was like, is Michigan playing well? Is Virginia not playing well? What is going on? But I, I think it was more to Michigan's, um, uh, uh, more to Michigan's favor and that they performed very well against a very good Virginia team. Um, I think they have some holes on defense, uh, which I think they'll address and, uh, get those fixed, but I, with this Harvard Crimson team coming in, looking to make some noise in the Ivy League where it is just, it looks so stacked, um, they they want this win really bad, and I think Virginia knows that, but I'm going to stick with the Cavaliers.
0: If I had my own personal dark horse pick, it would be the Harvard Crimson this week. I mm-hmm. really like what Jared Burns doing up there, and look, Michigan exposed Virginia in ways that I don't think anyone really saw coming. Uh, I'm going to take the Wahoos at home as well, but I kind of feel like Harvard gives Virginia the same game that Michigan did, close until the end, and then because of LaSala and just the names that Virginia has, they pull away late. But I think Harvard makes a really nice statement in this game down at Clockner.
2: All righty, next up. Sacred Heart Pioneers are taking on Lafayette in what looks like to let to be the last game of our cap. Saturday Slave. It's the nightcap. It's the night game.
0: I don't know if it's at night. It might be like a three or something. Gotcha.
2: Well, that being said, I just another winless team matchup. Uh, uh, it looks like they're playing at four, okay. so they'll, they'll be playing. They'll be playing one the later game. Uh, I'm going to take the Leopards here. Uh, just because they're at home. Um, You know, Sacred Heart kept it close for a second there against St. Joseph's, but I think that was more to St. Joseph's not getting a groove going early in that game. Um, I like the Leopards here.
0: Same here. I think uh, Lafayette has yet to really show their potential this year, and I think this is the game where they can kind of show the rest of the lacrosse world that we're not a pushover this year in the Patriot. We have something to say.
1: I think they uh, they take care of the Pioneers. Yeah, I fully agree. Not much else to say. I like Lafayette in this game. All right, moving on to our first Sunday game. We have Notre Dame taking on the visiting Cleveland State Vikings. This is a lot easier of a game for the Fighting Irish than their home opener, or their uh, season opener, I think, against Marquette earlier in the week. and they have everything on their side. I'm I'm taking Notre Dame in this game.
2: Yeah, not much to add. Um, I, I'm i getting the vibe that this game has, like, ultimate fever dream games if Cleveland State somehow pulls this one out, which I don't <laughs> think they will. But if they do, that's just going to be, like, I'm going to have to, like, hit myself in to wake up a little bit. Um, I, I'm taking the Irish in this one. Um, they got two home games this week, so it'll uh, – it's a good start for them this year.
0: Last week, I said ain't no way with respect to Georgetown's, how confident I was with Georgetown beating Hopkins. I'm going to say ain't no way the Vikings beat Notre Dame, and I do not think I will come to ruin it this time. Go Irish. There's,
2: there's some reluctancy in in that one.
0: Uh, no, there's- no, none. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Alrighty, next up, another game of the weekend. I love this matchup. Number fifteen, UNC Tar Heels taking on the number eight Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, that new stadium at Ohio State is absolutely beautiful. I love. I, I just like looking at pictures of that whenever I can, man. Like, it's a nice field, nice facility. Um, little, little, little controversy going out going on outside of the lacrosse world in Ohio right now. With the uh, the chemical train uh, issue, Um, so I'm interested to see what what happens with this game later in the week, with like the news and everything like that, and like how this situation progresses. Uh, But that being said, we're we're not here to discuss that. We have Ohio State and UNC here. UNC, I think I'm just gonna harp on that earlier. I think they're a lot better than what many people think they're gonna be. Ohio State is solid. I love Jack Myers and that attack. I think their second line midfield is pretty solid. And, you know, a good friend of mine told me a while back, I think uh, a lacrosse team is only as good as their second line midfield. And they have a pretty solid second line. I think that Ohio State takes this one again, but it's not going to be like that 20-8 to um, game outlier last year.
0: Yeah, that game was so shocking last year. All Mm -hmm. three of us took North Carolina. We're pretty confident that the Chris Gray-led Heels would win that one. And this th- this game last year was where Ohio State put themselves on the map. We didn't have a lot of confidence in the Buckeyes going into that season, and they trounced the Tar Heels. And I think this win was really one of the ones that propelled them into that uh, birth in the tournament last year. I think the Buckeyes win, it's like Voight said, I think a little bit more of a game this year. I don't really care if Carolina beat Topkins. I don't care if they lose. I love what I'm seeing out of Columbus so far. And look, Ohio State hasn't had to go on the road yet, and I think that's big. So I think I'm going to take the Buckeyes against the Heels.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm doing the same thing. I like Ohio State in this game. They've impressed me a lot this year, so I'm sticking with them in this game.
2: A lot of dog-worthy players on that roster.
0: Another top 20 matchup with the number 7th ranked Yale Bulldogs on the road to start their season going down to Philadelphia to take on the Villanova Wildcats, a team that we saw for the first time yesterday against Penn State. Look, boys, after that game yesterday, I am... So, so very tempted to go with Villanova in this game. I think they beat a very impressive Nittany Lions team in a really gritty um, way. Matt Campbell has shown himself to be the All-American that he is. Last year, this was a three-goal game in the Bulldogs' favor up in New Haven. I really like Villanova being at home, and I really want to take them because for the amount of upsets upsets we saw this past weekend, I feel like we're bound to see more next weekend. But I, I just can't bring myself to go against our boy Matt Brandau. I think this Yale team is probably being a little underrated for their potential this year. And I think that despite how good Villanova is, I think Yale once again wins this opening matchup.
1: Yeah, I, I'm picking Yale in this game. Villanova has not beaten Yale since 2019. Um, I Villanova did really impress me in that Penn State win. I think Yale has plenty of time to get ready for this game. I think they know what's coming. I, I think that team is just... I don't think they're going to lose this game. <laughs> let me put it that way. I think these Ivy League teams are, just saw everybody get upset this past week, and I think they're not going to let this any of their season openers get past them. So I I like Yale.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to say too much. I like Yale in this one. Brandau is a man on a mission this year, especially with uh, all the talent in the uh, Toraton race this year. So let's go Bulldogs. Take down the Cats.
1: All right. And to wrap up our week-long slate, we have Hampton Pirates hosting Queens. Don't have a lot. Hampton just got their first one of the season against D3 side Guilford. Guilford? Guilford? Whatever. Guilford, yeah, yeah. Guilford, Guilford. Earlier this past week. Uh, but I have Queens. I think Queens is going to get their first D1 win over Hampton. Hampton does not have a D1 win yet in program history. I like I like Queens as the visiting side in this game.
2: I'm very impressed with Queens. Um just that double overtime loss, even though they lost that game to VMI, I'm I'm still very impressed with how they performed. I'm gonna follow suit and take Queens as well. Um, they 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 just look like a team on a mission uh, to prove themselves, and I think this is just another test for them.
0: Yeah, if I'm Queens, I'm so pissed that I lost that home opener to VMI uh, to start my Division One career as a Royal. Um, I think Queens wins this. Going away. Um, I think Hampton is going to be improved this year and maybe con- contest some games later down the road, but I don't think Queens drops this one. So I'm going to go with the Royals as well. All right. That does it. We appreciate you guys sticking with us for an absolutely massive week two slate. A lot of midweek games, teams with two games of the week. Boys, we've been talking for a long time. Any final thoughts?
1: I think this weekend showed that this year it's any team's year. So I think we've got a very, very fun 2023 season of college D1 men's lacrosse ahead of us.
2: Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm expecting another exciting week and weekend as well. Um, bulk of the D3 games are starting up this week too. Go check those guys out. Um, looks like uh, Gettysburg is playing DeSales and uh, my little brother's team, Lynchburg, is taking on St. Mary's this week. So show some D3 love and check out some D1 games this week.
0: We love D3 Nation. All right. As always, thank you for tuning in. And remember, pick wisely, be well, and stay classy.